Right, welcome to the stock market update. It is Thursday, April 14th, and there's a lot to talk about because yesterday's stock snapped a three-day losing streak. But is this a dead cat bouncing or buying the dip? We'll talk about this. Well, yesterday also the producer price index skyrocketing. We'll take a look at this. Airlines are on fire after Delta report yesterday, but more earnings are on deck from banks today. We'll take a look at that. And also Elon Musk and Twitter, the saga continues. We'll fill you in on the latest. Plus, I'll show you why I didn't take profits yesterday when there was an opportunity to do this. But before we dive in and show you what's happening in the markets, if this is your first time here, hi, I'm Marcus Hardcutter. This is with my head coach, Mark Hodge, and together we have more than 47 years of trading experience. And, and every morning we sift through a mountain of news websites, newsletters and reports, and then we take the most important news and go live right here to share with you what you need to know as you head into your trading day. If this is your first time here, sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming, but don't worry, we have a special video just for you that I'll link to in the description, and that's a great place to get started. Mark, before we take a look at the charts and see what's happening here, let me share something with you real quick. I love eating ice cream. Do you love ice cream? I do. I uh, sure. I love hot fudge sundaes. But you see, I don't like scooping it because when you take the ice cream out of the freezer, it's always so hard. And when I'm using an ice cream scooper, it always feels like the ice cream is jumping out of the box over my shoulder and onto the floor behind me. So usually I let the ice cream sit on the counter for a few minutes and then I forget about it and then it turns into a slush. So I put it back in the freezer and then I have the same problem again. And I thought there must be a better way. So seriously, I went on a mission to find the best ice cream scooper. <laughs> okay. What's the best place to find ice cream scoopers? What's well, the best place to find anything? We love it. Amazon, Amazon. right? <laughs> okay. So uh, after browsing a few pages, I found it. Look at this. The Midnight Scooper. That, okay. that's, that's a serious thing, right? Uh, so looks very slick, has more than 3,000 ratings, most of them five stars, but it's $37. $37. You see, most ice cream scoopers are around 10 bucks. So is this puppy here really worth spending $37? Well, <laughs> the good thing about Amazon, you know, you can always return it if you don't like it. And uh, so <laughs> this is where I decided to plunge and, and buy it. And uh, scoop arrived a few days later, and I was so excited to try it out. After all, it's 37 bucks. Anyhow, took it out of the box, washed it off as recommended, took some ice cream out of the freezer, opened the lid, and woo. This scooper glides through the ice cream like a hot knife through butter. Seriously, it's the best ice cream scooper that I've ever used. So, okay, why I'm talking about ice cream scoopers here? Why I'm telling you this story? Because uh, honestly, it has changed the, the way I buy things now, even mundane things. So, so recently, we had some shrimp for dinner. So we bought fresh shrimp and started peeling and deveining them. And, and yes, you, you know, that the little black line that you see on the back of the shrimp. It's poop. True. It's actually true. So, debating uh, shrimp is quite tedious when you when you do it with a knife. So, went to Amazon again and looked for a shrimp deveiner. They're deveiners for like six ninety nine, and then there's the toadfish, and this is like twenty five bucks. Guess which one I bought? <laughs> the toadfish. I'll show you when it arrives. So, and you see, back in the days, I used to buy cheap stuff. But you know what they say? You get what you pay for, right? And they, whoever they are, they're right. The cheap stuff. Sometimes it's true. <laughs> I mean, it breaks easily. It doesn't work as well. And then you have to replace it more often. And in the long run, it's actually cheaper 
to buy the good stuff in the first place. So now I'm only going to buy things that, that are asked. And I bring this up because recently somebody asked me uh, why PowerX Optimizer, our tool that we use every day, isn't cheap. Well, very easy because it's, it's awesome <laughs> and we are releasing new versions every month to make it even better. And you see, I don't know about you, but I'd rather invest more for a tool that actually works than being cheap and paying for stuff that, that doesn't work or, or breaks after you use fewer times. Right? Makes sense? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's hey, why. Marcus, thank you for giving us the scoop. There you go. <laughs> okay, now <laughs> that we have the scoop, let's take a look at the markets of what happened yesterday. So, um, interesting day, interesting day. Let's actually switch to a five-minute chart of the S&P because yesterday was kind of an up, up and away day. It, it was. It was interesting because it looked like a, a buy-the-dip day after three consecutive losing days uh, buyers stepped in and uh, really they shook off the higher PPI uh, data that was reported. So we had an increase in uh, the producer price index of coming out higher than expected. Also an earnings miss from uh, JP Morgan, but traders were buying and the indices finished 1% higher across the board with uh, the S&P closing above its 50-day moving average again. Yeah, and it's really surprising because, as you said, the producer price index came in higher than expected. But, uh, I mean, investors kind of shook it off because they said, eh, kind of know that inflation is under con out of control and uh, that the Fed is trying to get it under control. So yeah, let's, let's focus on something else. And I think yesterday the focus uh, was on, on Delta and the airlines because Delta, huge jump yesterday, 6% after reporting earnings. Yeah, airlines up nicely. So Delta uh, reporting a smaller than expected quarterly loss and predicting a profit for the quarter really helped uh, Delta, but also the airlines in, in general. And so it was nice to see a, a, some some movement in the airlines. You you have American Airlines up as well now. Uh, they were up, was it? 10%, 10.5%. You can't yeah. complain with that. Southwest, seven and a half percent. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there was a lot going on. And uh, so, I mean, just looking, crude oil still stays above 100 right now, but uh, this morning pulling back. So it seems that it is really hovering here around the 100 mark. Yeah, we're, we're seeing that oscillation above and below. It looks like the 100 level is kind of the, the line in the sand. Are we going to get above it, below it? Right now, just teetering. Yeah, and, and this is where right now it seems that the focus of investors has shifted. And we, we talked about it. I, I mean, traders and investors, they, they have a really very short attention span. I mean, right now, uh, the, the war uh, in Russia, Ukraine, I mean, it's kind of in the, in the background. Even oil prices, not a big deal anymore. Inflation, now that we have these, these key numbers, the CPI and the PPI out of the way, it's kind of like, Okay, well, let's wait until the next big economic report and the next big one is actually the unemployment report uh, that's coming out in a couple of weeks from now. Absolutely. And the shift is also towards earnings. That's it. So right now, focus on earnings and see what's happening. And this is where you said, I mean, yesterday, Delta, better than expected. JP Morgan yesterday reported it was worse than expected. So they dipped 3%, which is kind of a big deal for JP Morgan. It is. It is. And we know that financials banks kick off earnings. And, and so uh, that was the, the first start, the first look. And uh, there, there were some concerns there, but uh, it looks like with the, the latest batch of earnings, so we're, we're seeing a, a bit of a shift. 
not yeah. And I mean, banks are always the first to report earnings. And this morning, we had uh, four of them actually report earnings. Goldman Sachs being the first, up 1.8% in pre-market trading. Yeah, nice little move for for Goldman. Uh, the the bank, the Wall Street banks, uh, did better uh, coming out with better revenue and earnings. Um, also forecast with its trading desk helping uh, things out with the market volatility that was seen over the last quarter. So JP Morgan didn't quite do uh, too well, but but Goldman did nicely. Yeah. And then we have Wells Fargo. So Wells Fargo also reported earnings. Now they are down 3.8% in pre-market trading. Yeah, they, they were on the other side of the, the coin here. Uh, the San Francisco based bank dropped missing revenue estimates uh, with mortgage lending in the quarter declining. So the the mortgage uh, lending was a, a bigger hit there for Wells Fargo. Yeah, they did earn 88 cents a share versus the 80 cents that was expected, though. Yeah. All right. Citigroup, Citibank also reporting earnings. They are up. <laughs> Yeah, they reported uh, better revenue and profits. Uh, they recorded uh, $2.02 per share on revenue of $19.19 billion. And uh, traders are liking that. Yeah. And last one here, Morgan Stanley also up 1.5%, 1.6%. Yeah, nice little jump. They beat analyst forecasts, uh, doing better than expected, uh, with strong quarterly results fueled by gains in trading revenue. So yeah, volatility, and- helping trading. So when we see, okay, five banks reported, uh, three of them better than expected, two of them worse than expected. So it's kind of a mixed bag. And this is what we sure. see here this morning. If we switch to uh, the e-mini Nasdaq here on a five-minute chart, I mean, just diddling along. Also, today is the last trading day of the week because tomorrow markets are closed because of Good Friday. So uh, pointing to a slightly lower opening, but overall, just uh, it seems like a diddling day. That we might be in store for today it looks like it it looks like it yeah so i i don't expect a, a massive sell-off today usually before long weekends uh investors uh like to go flat and uh and sell a few positions i think we might see that where do we stand for the week mark let's take a we look are, at this real quick we're negative uh yesterday's gains helped erase most of the losses but we're still we're still uh slightly lower Still slightly lower for the week. Okay, well, let, let's see what happens today. Um, I quickly wanted to talk about uh, our positions and also why I didn't take profit. Oh, before we do this, okay, we're super, super, super quick. The Elon Musk saga. He offers to buy Twitter for $43 billion And uh, he offered 55, uh, 40, uh, 54.20 a share and said this is his best and final. What do you think about that one? Well, we knew that yeah, what is Elon up to in uh, pre-market uh, Twitter's trading at 4860. Uh, so not quite at that 5420 share offer. Uh, he, he wrote in a letter to Twitter's chairman, Brett Taylor, that he thinks Twitter should be the platform for free speech around the globe, but it cannot be that in its current form. Uh, so not taking the the position on the board, but now wanting to take the company private with uh, an offer of 5420. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. All right, um, let's talk about uh, the, the positions. And I wanted to explain something. And uh, I think we start with uh, with BX. Uh, so I, I sold Blackstone puts and uh, let's just uh, bring up this here. So the BX puts, I sold it 
for a dollar and five. And uh, let me just make this bigger so that everybody can see this. And uh, also making this in green. Here we go. And we, we talked about it. Usually I like to close uh, a position when I can buy back at 90% of the profit. So here the idea would have been, okay, to, to buy back at 90% of profits. We talked about this in other videos. So this would be a buyback at 10 cents. And uh, th that was definitely possible yesterday to do this. Um, here's why I chose not to do it yesterday. First of all, let's take a look at the calculator. So um, if you're trading a larger account and you're trading larger positions, so I mean, 10 cents, it, it's still like, $90 here. Uh, that's not bad at all. And this is where I <clears throat> just wanted to show if you bring up uh, BlackRock here, we, we always like to work with the ADR, the average daily range, right, Mark? I mean, we have been using this for many, many years. So the average daily range tells us uh, how much a stock moves <clears throat> between the, the high of the day and the low of the day. And right now for BX, uh, it is around $4.60. And if, if you think about it, so uh, going back here to PowerX Optimizer, I sold the 109 put. And as of yesterday, it was trading at 116. And again, we have a short trading week. Today is the last week. So today options expire. So the question is right now, in order for this to get into the money, it would have uh, made, would have to make a seven and a half dollar move. Now, if you know that on average, it usually just moves four to five dollars. I thought it was very unlikely and I thought, let's take these, these $90 here as well and let it expire worthless today. And uh, so the, the other one that I have is, is Hawk, Harley Davidson. And uh, I made a very similar judgment call here uh, because these puts, and uh, let me just uh, bring it up here. Uh, let's see, what did we sell those for? It was 30 cents. Okay, so 30 cents. I could have closed it yesterday for three cents, but you see, when, when you're trading a larger size, that's also 90 or $100. So there's uh, 180 to $200. And uh, also looking here at, at Hog and seeing that the average daily range is uh, what, around $1.50. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought here, what, which one did, did I sell? Can't remember. The 34. Yeah, so very unlikely. And this is where it goes back, Mark. I mean, the other reason why we close it is because uh, of freeing up some buying power, right? Yes. And, and that's actually what I did with BX. Uh, so we had a slightly different view here. Um, I, I did feel that the option was going to expire worthless. And even if it didn't expire worthless and it closed in the money, we're okay owning the stock at that strike uh, whenever we put on a wheel trade. Um, but for me, it was that, 10 cents collecting 90 percent of the total value yes i could have held it for one more day or i could have freed up that buying power to see if there uh, is a new opportunity today right now it doesn't look like we're really getting a dip um i was kind of on the fence with what the markets might do today but if there was selling going into the three-day weekend i wanted an extra opening where i could uh, take a new trade so we had a slightly different um view, but I, I think with uh, both having valid uh, principles yeah. to support the trade. And this we'll see. That's why I said I, I don't think that today we'll see a whole lot. I think that the market will close lower today and we'll have another losing week overall. But I don't expect a massive sell-off, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, this is where we'll 
jump in right now to to start trading with our mastermind but let me ask you this uh, do, do you find this helpful if we are giving you these little tips and tricks uh, if so let us know in the comments just let us know if this is helpful if we should continue doing it to show you exactly what we do and explaining why we do it and then we'll uh, continue doing this but if you don't find this helpful then we don't have to do it anyhow leave us a comment below and if you would like to know how we trade these crazy markets take a look at these videos it's mainly the wheel strategy that we are taking here so i'll link to it, two videos here and hey have a great long weekend and we'll see you next week happy trading everybody